0: This is the speaker chair meeting, and um, I'm really pleased that Andy's come to do his chair, his home group, and um, it's great, so I'll hand over to you Andy, for long yeah, as you like. You know. right, thanks. For as long as I like, probably shouldn't have said that. Okay, um, hi, my name's Andy and I'm Laddix. Hi, hi Andy. Andy. <clears throat> um, I feel really, really grateful and really um, privileged and honoured, really, to be here, to be honest with you. i <coughs> yeah, I celebrated 8 years on Saturday. Yeah. <clears> That's <clears> it. <throat> That's how you did it. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a go. Um yeah, so I am this whole week really has just like been a week of like reflection for me really and looking back <clears throat> not only sort of over over my recovery and but sort of like just just looking back, really, I don't know whether I'm, I've been sort of going through a bit of a midlife crisis or something. I'm not too sure. Um, I won't look too deeply into that. Um, I'm really. I always get. I think for me personally, I was thinking about it about an hour before. I suddenly thought, "Oh my god! I'm I'm like doing the share tonight," and it's like I haven't thought about it all week. It's like, um, it's my nan's funeral on Wednesday. <clears throat> and it's like I just feel so grateful to N A, you know, and what what I've been given that I've been able to be there for my for my mum, and my sisters, um, and my kids. And you know, because I, I I never was before; I was never there at all. So I just feel really, really grateful at the moment. Um, so yeah, I was thinking earlier. sorry, I was thinking earlier. It's like the longer that that you're in recovery, it's like the more stuff that happens. So it's almost like, for me it's almost like I've got, I've got so much I could talk about. There's so much. But it's like, there's, I don't even try to sort of figure it out what I'm gonna say or plan it out or anything like that. I, I just sort of say it how it is and, and see how it goes really. So um, okay, so Tom said about 25 minutes or something like that. Half an hour. Not half an hour, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay. I guess there is there's a few newcomers that hopefully there's some people in here that haven't sort of heard my sort of share before, and <clears throat> you know I don't question whether this you know whether this disease you know it's a disease of addiction. I don't question you know whether I was born with it or this that or whatever else. I just accept the fact that I've got it and that's that. I don't question it, um, and you know, and I can really I can look back and sort of like see you know when I was younger and stuff. And and I guess through working the steps as well, I've been able to like really you know look back and figure out you know stuff and you know and I think the, the longer I've been in recovery, the more and more stuff I I remember. You know I I was severely you know I wasn't going to swear because of what Left said over. But I was severely fucked basically. <laughs> um, you know the drugs fucked me up proper. That's that's all I can say about that really. But I can remember from an early age, you know. You know, just, just being a little terror really, you know, stealing out my mum's purse and, you know, pound notes and stuff like this and stealing cigarettes and just being a little, a little terror really. And I don't, I don't know why I was like that because my brother wasn't like that and my sister wasn't like that. And, you know, the thing for me I can really sort of pinpoint for me, when things, you know, when I started using, I started using when I was nine and I started sniffing solvents and petrol and Tipex thinners and, and then gas and, and, you know, it sort of progressed like that. But the way that I look at that now was <clears throat> my dad left when I was nine. And it just left me with feelings of, you know, rejection. I felt unloved, felt unwanted. You know, I'd lost my dad. And, and it's like I hadn't sort of learned or been taught how to manage or express my feelings at all. You know, my, my dad um, was like an RAF, he was in the RAF, and he was sort of like very sort of regimental and, you know, just feelings and stuff like that I wasn't really spoken about in my house. And, you know, so when that happened for me, I, I, you know, the only way I sort of managed it was by acting out, like really, really acting out at such a young age. You know, I was smoking, I was sniffing, I was like stealing, um... Setting like cornfields on fire, and you know what I mean. I was just lost the plot completely. I was just total little like nut. Um, you know, and I used to hang around with people as well. You know, a lot older than me, and I just didn't feel a part of my family. I didn't really feel a part of anything, really. Um, you know, I struggled in school. You know, I didn't know how to do some of the work a lot of the time, so I would mess around and you know, act out even more, and, and get sent out of class, and all of that sort of stuff, and, and it wasn't long before, you know, my mum couldn't handle me anymore, and, you know, I got expelled from school at 11, um, you know, I was, my mum would send me to my room for being naughty, and I would climb out the window down a drain pipe, and I'd be gone for days, Uh, you know, it was just, I was such a little shit, man, it really was, um, so yeah, you know, social services got involved and whatever else, and, and I got put into care for like three years, and um, yeah, that was really hard as well. But you know, that's, I, you know, I can really look back now and I can really accept what happened. You know, a couple of years ago, it, it wasn't like that. It's like I, oh, yeah, you know, my fucking mum put in care, and, but do you, you know what I mean? It's like looking at it and and it's like a lot of the time I understand things but it isn't until they really like sink into my heart that I really truly understand something do you know what I mean and that's how it's been like for me in working this program really um, so yeah I come back like I was in care for a little while and then I come back and got back in with all my mates again and like just started drinking like a bottle of whiskey a day Jack Daniels going up to like um, Gateways and stealing it drinking a bottle of whiskey a day and you know doing buckets and Hot knives and all of that stuff, do <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and you know, it, I used to enjoy it in a way. Well, I did enjoy it, I also wouldn't have done it, I guess, but, you know, I, I used everything, really, do you know what I mean? I'd done trips and microdots and magic mushrooms, you to go up Hardwick Heath and pick and stay out all night and run around like lunatics and all of that, do <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was fun, you know, and I really used to enjoy like, you know, hallucin- hallucin- there we go. I wasn't going to say that word, though. I was going to say hallucinogics. But that's not even the word i I mean. But anyway. So, that yeah, yeah, that was a word, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I did enjoy that, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, when I was sniffing, you know, when I started sniffing glue and that as well, it's like, for me, that was it, that done it for me. It's like, reality just disappeared and I was just gone in a completely <coughs> and utterly different world. It was just it just took me away from every single thing, every feeling, every thought, um, just everyone. Um, and it's funny, really, because towards the end of my using, I start snipping Clue again because the drugs just weren't working. It was just madness. Um, yeah, so that went on for a little while, and, and you know, I went, I went to like upper school and got expelled within two weeks. Um, you know, I was, I was violent. You know, I was disrespectful, I was a liar, a cheat, Um, you know, I walked around with just pure hatred and anger on my face, and it's like, you know, I used to walk up the road and people literally used to cross and walk down the other side of the road, because I was just, I don't know, you know, I obviously gave off that thing that, you know, it's like, if I was walking up and if someone was to look at me for more than three seconds, it'd be like, What the fuck are you looking at? It was just totally and utterly nuts. It was just mad. But it's like I was so full of anger and rage and resentment and hurt. Um, you know, and you know, from that age of nine when I really felt that hurt and stuff, it's like the following years, stuff just built up and built up and built up and built up, and built up because you know, me using and drinking, yeah, that took me away from what was happening, and you know I didn't have to feel what was happening, and I could focus on other things and but you know that hurt was always there, but I was just piling stuff on top of it over and over and over and over again, and and I did use extremely obsessively, and I was extremely compulsive with everything in my life, everything, every decision. Um, it was usually the wrong one but that's probably because I made it like <laughs> so anyway. Um so yeah and then um, I'll skip forward a bit at 16 <clears throat> I ended up like getting severely fucking hammered and I ended up <clears throat> stabbing someone and basically I got banged up for five years for it and through that time you know, I, I can remember, you know, I was 16 years of age and I got, I got like, I was on remand for two years and then I got a five year, like, detained sentence and, you know, I was just, I don't know, I don't really know, all I know and all I can remember really was my mum and my sisters now that crying and, you know, me sort of like putting on that, like, hard night exterior, like, yeah, what, five years sort of thing and, but as soon as I got back to my cell, that was it, I was done, man, that done me proper. You know, I I contemplated suicide, and you know, I I was just, I was just a confused, angry, hopeless kid. I guess who was severely hurt. That's how I would describe myself, I guess, at that time. And you know, through that, through them five years, you know, I I, I put on antidepressants and had sleepers. you know, obviously there was drugs in prison and we used to make hooch and all this stuff. And, you know, so I was still using, but, you know, on some of the days I wasn't using, I'd be down at gym, I'd be reading books, I would just be doing stuff. I must have read over a thousand books when I was inside, just one after the other. <coughs> anything just, to, just so that I didn't have to think, you know, about what was going on or even feel anything. It's like, it was the same, you know, for me really looking back at that time, it was a perfect example of, of, of how I can say, do you know what, yeah, I've got the disease of addiction because when I wasn't using, you know, when I was in prison, I was just using everything else obsessively, compulsively, you know, and I'd just tear it to bits and, um, yeah, and then when I, I came out when I was 21, so i have missed all my teens, which I do feel a little bit sad about actually, but, It's the way it is. Consequences for you. Um, Yeah, I come back and then like I got involved with some not not very nice fellas and um, one of my mates got shot, and I was fortunate. I can't do this anymore. So got old, like got in contact with my dad again, and like moved up to Milton Keynes with my dad, and that was just if I had if I really really had a choice, that's not what I would have done. But to be honest, like all of my family live in Berwick and Edmonds, and he was the only one that didn't, and he was the only place I could go to really. <clears throat> so I moved up there, and things went from bad to worse. Really, um, you know, I was so full of anger and resentment that fucking used to like physically fight all the time. Um, you know, I would constantly steal off him. Um, it just wasn't a good move, really. So. You know, I met a girl. I got, I got in with like this gang of lads and started using stuff like that again. I'd go to the pub every night and... But I met this girl and sort of like moved in with her near enough straight away. So I just, I just needed to get out of my dad's house. I needed to get away from him because I really felt like one night I would kill him. I really fucking felt it. I really, you know, I knew that something really, really bad was going to happen if I stayed there. So I moved out with this girl and... <clears throat> You know, start getting into the party scene and clubbing, like, from a Thursday to a Sunday, um, you know, sanctuary and ministry sound and all of this stuff, you know. And and for me, I guess, from probably 20... From, like, 21 to about... 23, probably. So for a couple of years, you know, I really enjoyed... You know, I really enjoyed going clubbing and... You know, but all through this time, I was just... fucking. You know, I couldn't be faithful in a relationship. I didn't know how to have a relationship. Not any sort of relationship at all with anyone, really. Um, You know, so all all that time, I was just the same, really. Just getting worse, violent. um, Really, really, really violent. You know, I'd lie, cheat, rip people off, mug people. um, You know, and then I started like you know, sniffing coke and stuff like that, and then, um, you know, just keep, uh, why don't you wash it up, blah, 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 whatever, so and then I started smoking crack, and that just fucking done it for me, it's like, but then, for the next five years, I was just, that just done me, I lost every single thing in the house, sold everything in the house, you know, and the things that I'd done, <clears throat> you know, the way that I manipulated, and stole off my family, it was just horrible, you know I can remember and you know by this time like I had my daughter and, and I've got a stepson um you know and we was buying you know at Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that and it's like you know we were buying things and then we would take it back to get the money to buy the rock and oh, we'll get it back and this that and whatever else and it was just a really really horrible you know for me that when I look back on my using you know because of how much I love my kids you know and how much they mean to me looking back at that now you know that for me is just really you know I feel really really not not shameful anymore because I've accepted it and I've accepted I've done that because of where I was at and what I was going through and you know but I just I I feel like a you know like a pang when when I think about that stuff it's like "Mm, but it's okay um Basically, I just wasn't a very nice person. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't a very nice person for about 29 years. And then, um, yeah, and then I started injecting heroin, and then I started injecting whiz, drinking all the time, smoking all the time, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. So, one night, like, I ended up basically chasing my ex and the old, the police around with like a samurai sword, I just totally lost the plot, I'd, um, slipped my wrists, I was, you know, I just lost it completely. I actually went to try and get myself sectioned, and <laughs> they turned around to me and said, well, you need to sort out your drug problem first, really. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'd slipped my wrists, I was chasing people around with swords, it's like, what, what's happening here? You know, I just, I couldn't get the help that I needed, and, you know, I got nicked for that, blah, 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 and then I got put basically I got forced forced is that the right word Okay, I I was given two choices prison or treatment and I think for me you know I really felt like in my heart that I'd had enough without a doubt I'd had enough I'd lost the plot Um, you know the drugs weren't working for me anymore I, I was like injecting half ounce of whiz a day I was sniffing glue, you know it just stopped working for me. It was just you know I was just grasping at anything to try, and it it just it just stopped so yeah, so so I decided to take the treatment route and give that a go um, mm-hmm. you know, and for me i you know I don't want to talk too much about treatment, but you know I can't get away from from you know that was my experience that was my you know that is part of my story and my journey and <coughs> I guess you know for me they sort of held me together you know and gave me the support that I needed at the time and and after doing like i I'd done four months treatment at, uh, at um, in Bury and then I went off and done secondary in Bournemouth as well and I could have stayed down in Bournemouth, but my ex, like my kids' mother, you know, was still using, and and for me, I could really see, you know, that my kids were going to end up in care if, if something didn't change, if if I didn't, you know, do something. So I came back, and you know, I got my got my kids off her, and you know, I've looked after them ever since, and that has just been it's been hard. But it's been, but it's been great. It's been hard, but it's been great. I don't know. Um, Yeah, and you know, treatment introduced me to the rooms as well. So you know, for that, I am grateful, definitely. And for me, I guess you know, know, there's just so much to say really about. So much going on, so much has happened, but I think you know, for me, and the biggest thing that I heard, you know, and and this meeting was my first ever meeting, and this meeting I have continued to come back to, you know, for eight years. This is my home group, Um, you know. It's changed venues, and I've seen probably thousands of people come and go, and you know, but this place, from you know, this wherever the venue, it's almost like this Friday meeting for me. Is is my meeting? That's how I look at it. This is my meeting. It's not though. you know what I mean? It's not. It's it's like an N A meeting, but it's my meeting. This is what I consider mine. You know, this is where I feel comfortable. This is where I feel loved. Um, you know, this is where I've done my first ever um, chair as well. But it's like, and there was there was something I was thinking about. I'm probably going to go off a little bit here, but just bear with me. There was something I was thinking about, and it's like. There's two people in this room that are around in this meeting when I first come around. But there was a lot of people with, like, three, four, five, six years clean time. And it's like, them people, you know, some of them, quite a few of them are still around, you know, but they don't do meetings anymore. And it's like, for me, I I look at that and I, I think, I don't know, I just have my own opinions around around stuff like, that. you know, me personally, I would just feel like I, I'd, i you know, I'd taken what I, what I could from NA and, and the program, and then I've just gone and I'm not going to give anything back. And for me, that's just for me, my my own opinion. That's wrong. That's just not on at all. But that's just how I think and. If it wasn't for people, you know, coming, coming to meetings and, and, you know, sharing about how they work the steps and, and me hearing, you know, how they've got clean and, and how they've done it, you know, I wouldn't be around today. So for me, it's a part of me showing my gratitude and, you know, I can only keep what I have by giving it away. And for me, that is just so, so true. Um, you know, I, I, I've done a lot in 18 months. It's like I've done eight months treatment. I done like um, aggression replacement therapy with probation. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I've done like twenty odd weeks of that, and cognitive restructuring, and and then like work the twelve steps. You know, and this was like in eighteen months, and it's like. But what I heard when I come to meetings was, if you want to get well, you know, you need to get a sponsor. You need to attend meetings. You need to work the steps you need to do service and you know and I heard this and my head was completely and utterly fucked I was nuts without a doubt I was insane it's like without using I could really really you know I could could just it was just there in front of me it was clear as day I was off my head it's just as simple (laughs) that's just how it was I was just mad it's like my thinking my behaviours they were just off the wall And it's like, for me, I wanted to get well, I wanted to get better, I wanted a better way of life. Um, But for me to do that, I'd have to put in some work, and I'd have to change. And for me, you know, this is, you know, the 12 steps for me, it's a programme of change. Because there's no way that I would have been able to stay clean with what I was doing, even though, you know, even though, I wasn't using, I was still doing, all of that old stuff, all of that old, you know, old behaviours. still thinking the same way, um, you know, disrespectful, unfriendly, you know, lying, cheating, just all of that stuff, dishonest, a lot, so for me, I knew, that I needed to work the steps, I knew, that that was the only way, that I was going to, like, start to get better, so that's what I've done, and, and it's like, and you know, I do say this quite—I say this quite often—but for me, you know, yeah, my addiction did spread out in other areas of my life. But you know what? It spread out within my step work as well, and I've done it obsessively, and I've done it. You know, that was it for me. It's like, do some step work, go to a meeting, come home, do some step work. That was my life for like, for a good, 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 good few months, well over a year or so, but. You know, for me, that's, that's what I needed to do. Because it's like, there, there was quite a few people that, that were in treatment at the same time as me, and, and they weren't doing that, and, you know, they, they've all gone to be on, it's like, out of 18 people that are in treatment, I'm the only one, hold on. I'm the only one still clean. Out of that 18 people that are in my group. So, you know, it's like, I don't know why I said that but it's just statistics or whatever but okay so yeah so so that's what I've done and, and for me it's like I've always had service uh, you know I've, I've done every every post there is you know meet and greet a tea person secretary literature you know and and for me that's what I've needed to do you know to keep coming back to meetings because sometimes I just don't want to do a meeting sometimes I think hmm nah, mm, better things to do or you know know, but I've always had a service post, and, and something really big for me as well is is sponsorship, and <clears throat> so I've taken a lot of people through the steps, through the green and gold, and, and I have learned so much, you know, through doing that. You know, and and that for me is is being of service and, and giving back what was given to me freely by by a wonderful man, by such a loving man, and. And that is what it's about for me. You know, I don't want to keep what I've got and just take, say, do you know what? I've got my kids, you know, I've, I've got my education, you know, I'm going to get a job and my life's going to be so full, you know, I've got what I want and, you know, I'm not going to come to meetings anymore, what's the point? And that's what other people have done and that really pisses me off, But anyway. Um, yeah. My my journey in recovery in the last eight years has not been easy. It's been really painful. It's been really trying. It's taken a lot, a lot of hard work from me. Um, You know, I've been in some real, you know, I've been in some dark places at times with, with stuff that a lot of the time I've put myself in. But, you know, the bottom line for me, and, and you know, this is this is what my sponsor has always said to me the bottom line, when it comes down to everything, take everything else away you know, the bottom line for me is just don't use, that's it however much pain I'm going through however, you know, whatever I'm doing just don't use and for 8 years, and 6 days, that's what I've done do you know what I mean because sometimes it's come to that it has it's, you know, and I've had to reach out and I've had to ask for help and you know, I've had to trust another man and, <clears throat> and it's been really, really difficult. One of the biggest gifts recovery has given me and, you know, working the steps, the spiritual principles out of the steps. And for me it's about, you know, I try to be the best person I can be on a daily basis. <clears throat> sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm still a little shit, sometimes I do you know, lie, sometimes I do do this and that and that, but you know, I'm not perfect, and if I was, then I wouldn't need to come back, I wouldn't need to be it, um, but you know, I try to, well no, it's not even so much as try anymore, it does come naturally now, and it's like, you know, I want to be a kind and loving and gentle and respectful and, you know, courageous man, that's who I want to be today, you know, I don't want to be how I used to be, because it's just painful being like that, um, you know, so I've changed all of that stuff only because I've worked the steps only because I've accepted you know, my past and I've worked through it and, you know, I've made my amends and you know and I have a loving God in my life a God of my own understanding um, that was actually like a pretty good sort of swipe through over the steps then so I don't have to go through a whole lot of them. Um <laughs> I think today, you know, the biggest thing that I've got today and the biggest thing that that, that has, has happened to me as well in recovery is that, you know, even though I said it's been really, really painful do you know what? It's been really, really <coughs> joyous as well and freeing and I've been so happy at times that it's just been amazing and it's like, you know, I've I've, I've had the privilege, you know of of falling in love and and then sort of the pain of sort of not, you know, not being in love anymore, and, you know, all of that stuff and that relationship stuff there, which I do still struggle with a lot, you know, but I'm learning. And that's what this program's about. It's about me learning, it's about me changing. Um, you know, but I've been, I've been to so many, at the age of 29, I've never been abroad. See you know what I mean? Since I've been in recovery, I've, I've been to Africa, I've been to Egypt, I've been to Turkey, I've been to Italy. I went to Barcelona at a world convention, and it's like you know for me, that is freedom for me. that is what this program has allowed me to do. It's allowed me to be free um, you know and my children as well. you know, I look after my oldest son and my oldest daughter, and it's like, you know, I definitely thought that my my son would have ended up in care or prison or. But this program, you know, the 12 Steps has just had such, you know, such an effect on me and changed who I was. It is, it's had a profound effect on my children as well. And they have, they've just grown to be so fucking beautiful. It's unreal. And if nothing else, you know, it's like... I think at, at my very core, that's where my gratitude comes from because it's not only changed me and allowed me to live and be free, it's had that effect on, on my children as well. Um, you know, and NA has done that. The program has done that because I've worked it. Um, and another little sort Well, not so much. You know, I... Uh, I had another relationship where I was in love and then I was out of love again, so that was sort of happy and then sad. But um, the most joyous thing that's happened out of that is that I've got a little boy. And for me, you know, I've got four children now, <clears throat> but the three, you know, eldest, you know, I, I think because I was using, you know, so much and just blocking out all it it was just so, you know, I, I love my kids, but I couldn't ever show it. <coughs> sorry. But I couldn't ever show it. You know, yeah, I, you know, I'd say I'd love it, but I didn't know how to be caring and loving and affectionate and stuff in my using, you know. And, and today it just feels so, so different. Because it's like I can really, I can look at him, and even when I think of him, it just makes me so happy. It just, it could easily bring me to tears sometimes. Because I just feel so happy. Do you know what I mean? It's just amazing. This program is amazing. It has changed my life. It has changed my kids' life. You know, and it's like... I'm just really, really, really full of gratitude. And I'm sure I have got loads more to say. But I think that, you know... I'll just be pushing it a bit, really. I don't know. I'm just really, really grateful. And, you know, I couldn't have done this without everyone in this room. I couldn't have done this without my sponsor. I couldn't have done it without my friends. And I couldn't have done it without my higher power. And I couldn't have done it unless I wanted it. And that was the biggest thing for me. I wanted to get well. And I want to continue to get well because... I'm still a little bit sick,
1: <laughs> but, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's all right.
0: It's about um, progress, not perfection. And um, and it's in my heart, you know. I have the disease of addiction. For me to continue to get well, I need to continue to do the things that I've done for the last eight years. And it's as simple as that for me. So, big up, N. A. Mm. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Sandy.